This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Red Zone Hospitals push to the brink. We all try our best to keep everybody healthy and alive. Some schools open in Florida. Getting back into the groove, getting back into a schedule. Redskins ready for change. This is a long time coming. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Coronavirus cases in the U.S. now top 3.3 million, and the surge is heating up in the south and west. Florida reported a daily total topping 15,000 yesterday, highest in the pandemic so far, much more than New York on its worst day months ago. CBS's David Begno says there's concern in Louisiana and all along the Gulf Coast. Today, a statewide order from Governor John Bell Edwards will go into effect. It mandates masks in public and limits all bars to takeout and delivery only. We have no reason to believe that the numbers that we've been reporting over the last few days are going to get any better. To Texas now, Houston's mayor is calling for a citywide shutdown as ICUs in the area hit 97% capacity. The numbers are continuing to rise. We have to recognize the fact that not everybody is going to put on this mask. And in the state's hard-hit Rio Grande Valley in the south, this funeral home director says he has been overwhelmed with requests. We normally do about maybe uh, six to ten funerals a month, and, and right now we're doing almost ten a week. In San Antonio, Dr. Janet Appleby says a 30-year-old virus victim at a hospital says he got it at a party where infection was treated like a game. Just before the patient died, uh, they looked at their nurse and they said, I think I made a mistake. I thought this was a hoax, but it's not. CBS's Mola Lenghi is in Arizona, a state where 27% of tests are coming back positive, highest rate in the nation. Marissa Lopez and her half-brother Luke Bird say they knew as they sent their 63-year-old mother Kimberly to the hospital that it might be the last time they ever saw her alive. Before she went, I was like, Luke, we need to give 
mom a hug and tell her we love her because like we don't know what's going to happen. Kimberly Lopez Bird was an elementary school teacher in Phoenix and was teaching summer school online. She was sharing a classroom with two other teachers when she came down with the virus. How bad is it here? Well, I mean, we have for the last three weeks been the worst in the entire country. Will Humble is the former director of the Arizona Department of Public Health and says his state was on the right track at first, but then reopened too quickly. As we transitioned into a post-stay-at-home, we lost that progress. Virus cases may be spiking in Florida, but some students are going back to the classroom today. The Marion County Schools summer program is for students who struggled with distance learning. And Ocala teacher Brandi Anderson says she's looking forward to the up-close-and-personal dry run. Not only are they going to be catching up on academics over the summer term, but they're also going to be getting back into the groove, getting back into a schedule, and having relationships with their peers and their teacher. Some 3,000 students were invited to participate Classrooms will have plenty of spacing for safety. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. At the White House, CBS's Ouija Jang says Dr. Anthony Fauci is suddenly under fire. People in the public still widely trust Dr. Fauci, but in a stunning development, some administration officials are treating him like a political rival, releasing what they say is a list of questionable statements by Dr. Fauci, even though many of them were taken out of context or widely accepted in the early days of the pandemic. Virus policy may be playing a role in the numbers in a CBS News poll. It shows Joe Biden leading President Trump in Florida by six points and running even in Texas and Arizona. The majority of people in these states tell us they think their states reopened their economies too quickly and that they feel the states did that under pressure from the Trump administration. That's our director of elections and surveys, Anthony Salvanto. The song, like the name Redskins, has lived on for decades in Washington. CBS's Jan Crawford says today the NFL team will announce it's ready for a change. The new name has not yet been released uh, because of some pending trademark issues, but the franchise's majority owner, Dan Snyder, has been resistant to changing the team's 87-year-old name. But under growing financial pressure, Snyder said early this month he was going to conduct a thorough review of the name amid a renewed national conversation about race. Now, last week, ESPN reported the team was giving up all Native American imagery. 21 people suffered minor injuries in an explosion and fire on board a ship at a naval base in San Diego. I smelled some burnt amber. So as I got closer to the base, I saw all this black smoke coming from the shipyard. The plume of dark smoke was seen from various parts of the area. The fire began in a lower cargo hold where marine equipment and vehicles are stored. The cause is under investigation. An appeals court ruled yesterday that the first federal execution in 17 years can take place as planned this afternoon. A lower court had blocked it. Monica Vayette is related to two of Daniel Lewis Lee's victims. And because of the pandemic, the family can't travel to attend the execution. We've been asking for this all along, but then to do this right now when it is so unsafe... Feels like a slap in the face to our family. Now to Allentown, Pennsylvania, and video that emerged on social media. On his neck, on his neck, bro, get off his neck, bro. It shows a police officer with his knee on a man's neck while other officers hold down his arms outside a hospital emergency room. The Allentown Police Department, which revised use of force procedures after the death of George Floyd, says it is investigating. Police say the man who appeared ill yelled and spit at officers and staffers as they approached him.
Actress Kelly Preston has died. It's all about you, isn't it? Soothe me, save me, love me. Her role in the 1996 film Jerry Maguire was memorable. Preston was 57 and had breast cancer. Husband John Travolta said he had a heavy heart in making the announcement on Instagram. And there's also word of the death of 27-year-old Benjamin Keough. Elvis Presley's grandson. Keo was the younger of the two children Lisa Marie Presley had with her first husband. The cause of death was not made clear in a family statement. Today, Ford brings back a nameplate that had a long run and was the centerpiece of the O.J. Simpson police chase. The Bronco. From its debut in 1966, the Bronco was always about going off-road. Ford Chief Operating Officer Jim Farley says the new one will have that same spirit. We thought it was high time that we brought an authentic off-roader that is really designed to get out in the wild and and nothing more, nothing less. Ford promising a two-door Bronco, a four-door Bronco, and a more civilized Bronco Sport. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. A hedge fund plans to buy the McClatchy newspaper group out of bankruptcy. The proposed deal would end 163 years of family control. McClatchy is still one of the largest newspaper chains in the U.S., owning the Miami Herald, Sacramento Bee, and more than two dozen others. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene, 
There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.